Who are the most underrated running backs in Dynasty right now? All that more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Today, we've got a special guest for you guys. It's Travis May. Uh, you know him from Mojo. Go follow him on Twitter at FF underscore Travis M. Travis, how you doing today, sir? I'm uh, just pumped to be here talking NFL prospects. Been jumping on a bunch of shows, uh, you know, like like I do every year, but it's just been fun talking about the the sports stock, stock market with Mojo and talking about NFL draft prospects on show after show. And really thankful for you uh, having me on. So of course, let's uh, let's get right into it. We've got a lot of these yeah. running backs to talk about, but this is one of the deepest running back classes that I remember. But we should start yeah. at the top with Bijan Robinson. So <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to give you the floor. What are your thoughts on Bijan? Do you think he is a generational talent that we can't miss on? I think we may perhaps use uh, overuse the word generational, but Definitely. he is very, very good. Like, I, I mean, uh, even this week, their podcast coming out saying he's the best running back since Adrian Peterson. And I would say he's probably like the best prospect since Saquon Barkley. But even that, like that's, that's high praise to talk about him in that way. Or maybe like the best sense, Ezekiel Elliott, because I mean, the hype around him when he came out was unreal. And that's the kind of player that I feel like he can be. I mean, those players in in terms of dynasty leagues, they were first round startup picks from day one, like both Zeke, both Saquon Barkley. Uh, If you were playing back when Adrian Peterson, when he came into the league, props to you. You've been playing a long time. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's on that level. I think he's very much in the category of absolutely can't miss, incredibly high floor. Uh, he's just way too smooth, way too good at everything. And he's been the top back in this class since he was, what, like 17 years old? Yeah. Like, we knew this was coming, and he just answered the call every step of the way. I mean, even as, like, back to a fruit, like his true freshman year, the back half of his true freshman season, he averaged, like, 11 yards per touch. And so uh, he's been a freak-level uh, prospect for quite some time. So absolutely can't miss, you know, automatically what, what, running back one in the dynasty for a long time. Yeah, which – I'm not the biggest Bijan Robinson fan because I, I, it's not that I don't think he's an awesome prospect. I just I'm not sure he's in the level of Adrian Peterson and some of these other guys. However, he is RB one in this class. There's there's no debate about it. Um, but where would you like to see him land just to maximize his fantasy value? And listen, we're you know I both uh, have worked at Mojo before. You currently are at Mojo. Where would you like to see him rise? Is he his stock rise the most? I mean, how how fun would it be? We just saw the kind of end of uh, the Zeke Elliott uh, era oh, in Dallas. Me, uh, what what <laughs> if <laughs> what if he went to the Cowboys? Like, I love Tony Pollard. He's fun. He's he's electric. I mean, dating back to Memphis, he was you know he was like that change of pace guy. That's who he is. He's not a feature. Don't try to make him a feature. Um, let's bring in Bijan Robinson and just let the hype train begin. Let him be <laughs> just every bit uh. the, the hype machine that Zeke was in 2016. Don't do this to me. Please, we just got done <laughs> with the to. first round I running back. <laughs> the Cowboys are already paying oh, the, like, the most money at running back in the entire league. Hey, but if I'm going to come on, not... on your show, I have to do uh, that to it's you. Fine. Really. It's I mean, fine. It's really fine. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about 
Gibbs, the the other running back that a lot of people think could potentially go in round one. How big of a gap do you see between Robinson and Gibbs in your eyes? It, there's there's such different players, right? And so um, it's it's apples and oranges. They're just they, they don't have a lot of overlap in terms of size, or uh, I guess they're both very fast. Gibbs is faster. He is smaller, yep. shiftier. Yep. Uh, he's maybe the superior pass catching back because he's one of the best I remember. Um, very, very good uh, as a I don't know space creator as a route runner. Maybe not mm-hmm. the, the most sharp route runner, but uh, they're so different. I, I think there's not as wide of a gap as people want to act like there is because we we say that Bijan's a generational guy, so there can't be two of those in the same class, right? Right, right. right. Uh, but I mean, Gibbs has been a Jamal Charles comp for a long time for me. Um, and then he comes into the combine and runs the exact same 40-yard dash time at the exact same weight. And you're like, okay, come on. And now yeah. the, the, the next best thing that could happen is that the Chiefs actually draft him at the end of round one. Like that, that, would, be, that would be the ideal, uh, yeah. just fun c- scenario for him. But I, I don't think there's a huge gap. I think he's unreal. Uh, there are size questions. That's fine. But we've seen guys come in at that weight or below that weight, like Austin Eckler, like mm-hmm. uh, Christian McCaffrey. I'm not saying that he's Christian McCaffrey, but he – he has potential to carry a significant workload at the next level. Do you see any possibility where he ends up having a higher, you know, stock value or dynasty value or a redraft value than Bijan Robinson right away? That would be really tough. I, I don't see virtually any scenario where that's possible because uh, of, the, of where we've gotten with Bijan. The assumption mm-hmm. him him just being like, hey, he's got the feature act build, and he's probably going to have the superior draft capital uh, slot at least. Um, they might both go late round one, and maybe that's how they're closest in value. But there's almost no scenario where Gibbs, uh, for redraft purposes, or Dynasty is is ranked over him, unless it is that you know Bijan gets in some weird committee situation. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you my fear. My fear is that like Bijan goes to New England, which we've heard some okay. you know, rumblings yeah. about the yeah. last couple of days, and then Gibbs gets drafted because I don't think Philly's going to draft the running back at number ten. But what if they draft? Gibbs at the back end of round one and be like, you know what? We're going to add so much speed to our offense. Gibbs can help yeah. unlock a part that we just didn't have. I think at, at that point, at least I think it's going to be somewhat close for me because listen, you and I both love Ramondre Stevenson. I think, <laughs> I think Bijan and Ramondre eat into each other's, you know, value a little bit. Gibbs yeah. and Philly, I think would just be electric. Yeah, that would be fantastic. And I know that we just saw them, really use Miles Sanders in a super frustrating way throughout his entire rookie contract. But uh, Gibbs is, is kind of on another level and I think I is more of an every down contributor um, and a superior pass catcher and faster. And like, there are things that I think Gibbs, you would just, you would struggle to justify taking him off the field. So yeah, when you pair him with the mobility of Hertz and th- that offense as a whole just becomes way scarier by the way. So that would be a scenario where it's definitely close. If it's a muddy scenario, uh, situation for Bijan and, and Gibbs uh, is in a perfect situation. It could be close, but um, but I think they're both already today. They're both awesome 10, players. Yes, top ten players of the position. Absolutely, and I think that's instead of tearing each other these guys down. Just I, I love both of them honestly. Like I think yeah. both of them are right now top ten dynasty running backs, and I kind of think mm-hmm. both are going to end up. In round one, worst case scenario, they both end up in the top 40 picks or so. Right. Uh, and that's what so, we've seen with the top running backs in recent classes. Yes. You know, like that's like kind of worst case. Yes. Uh, let's come back and uh, let's talk about our RB3 in this class because I think that's where it gets a little bit more interesting next. Sure. 
This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NBA playoffs are almost here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on anything and everything from the money line to point scores to three-pointers drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, joining us now is Kate Maju. She just popped up. We had some technical difficulties. Uh, she's back. Kate, how are you doing? So sorry, guys. I've had some tech issues throughout my entire morning. Um, and I, because of those tech issues, I totally just missed the intro. But I'm going to assume you welcomed me to the show um, <laughs> and that you guys are talking about some running backs. We we are we're we're, we're diving into uh, RB three in this class. We just got done talking about Robinson and Gibbs. Uh, Travis, the floor is yours. Who is your third running back in this class? And don't screw it up. Oh yeah, <clears throat> no pressure. pressure. So yeah, uh, yeah. And by the way, spoilers. We talked about uh, Robinson and Gibbs, but uh, yeah. So I think, uh, <laughs> but the, the third guy, I've been all over the place with my third guy. Like I wanted it to be uh, Devon Achain. I wanted it to be Tank Bigsby. Uh, you know, back in the day as a, as like a true freshman, I, I wanted it to be Zach Evans. Uh, but now I'm, I'm with a different Zach and I'm going to go with Zach fine wine Charbonnet. Yes. Uh, and he just, he's got the size, he's got the athleticism. Um, he finally found a situation that was perfect for him at, at UCLA. He started his career out at, at Michigan and they kind of wasted him. Like he, he, they never even really truly gave him the keys to the offense. Like he was struggling to beat out uh, Hassan Haskins, who is mm-hmm. wasting away the Titans right now. Uh, but he was just frustrated. So he found a new situation, perfect system for him to succeed. And he followed through and was dominant for two years in a row. And so really love his profile overall. I think he's a balanced back that brings what you need as a passer, brings what you need. Uh, well, not as a passer, but as a, re- as a receiver. If you yep. can pass too, that, that might be good for a few NFL teams right now. But uh, I just <laughs> the 49ers love his overall. definitely consider Yeah, yeah. They, they need at least if... three more quarterbacks slash yeah. running backs for sure. But so, yeah, Zach Charbonnet is my dude at running back three. Kate, I know you're a big fan of uh, Charbonnet. Why don't you share your thoughts? This was the correct answer. I'm very happy, Travis, because uh, I told you not to screw it up, and you didn't, uh, and I'm so proud. No, I, I'm absolutely just obsessed with Zach Charbonnet. Like, there's not a lot that you can knock against him, period. Like, when he got the work, absolutely produced, was totally dominant, um, among running backs with 150 rush attempts in the FBS, fourth in PFF run grade, eighth in yards after contact per attempt. Like he's got the contact balance. He's got the receiving a bit. Like there's just nothing that you can say there's a big knock on him. And if I do think, you know, if he gets that workload at the next level, which we know there are limited opportunities, like he's got a really balanced resume, right? And that's going to translate really well to the NFL. And the good thing is he has, you know, experience with, with, you know, zone schemes gap. Like it doesn't really matter what he gets drafted into because he has experience all around and like, it's going to work. He's just such a solid guy. And 
you know, I, the fact that he doesn't have, uh, you know, maybe one thing that he's like the number one guy at is a knock, but there's still nothing to not like yeah, about him. It, to me, it feels like he is the clear cut RB three. And frankly, I'm not even sure we have to have much of a discussion about it because I think he he's firmly into that spot. And I, I'm going to assume he gets second round to third round draft capital, which is certainly going to be enough for us. Uh, Travis, let's go ahead and move on to another running back. I, I've got a whole bunch of these. So I just want your kind of quick takes on what about Tajay Spears from Tulane? I'm sure I'm mute. Ta- Tajay Spears is just somebody who's been rising quickly up the board since the senior bowl when he embarrassed a bunch of defenders in space and running backs do that at the senior bowl. But man, he looked like the uh, one of the best, if not the best there. And it was kind of a weaker crop, I think, than typical seasons. And so he, he just kind of stood out in a way that um, people really grabbed onto that hype and uh, rode him. And, and really, we've seen that happen on the Mojo market, people just buying mm-hmm. and, and really being intrigued by Tajay Spears. But um, I think there are some underlying health issues that, are, that have come up that it's, I'm not an expert in that regard, but I think that might affect his draft capital. I think he's more of a fringe round three, round four back, uh, a little bit undersized, really immensely successful against the AAC competition that he played and, and fantastic performance against USC, but that's fine. But um, I think the, the upside is, is uh, not as high as people are trying to make it. Kate? Yeah, that, I think the biggest question, uh, like you mentioned, Travis, there, there's there been, like, health concerns. Now, uh, again, not my, my forte, um, but I do have to say, like, I'm pretty encouraged with the fact that we saw him come back in the 2022 season after rehabbing that torn ACL. And, like, we saw – elite production post-torn ACL, which I do mm-hmm. think is a good thing. Like, there's not a question, can he return to to form? Because we've seen him do it. And, and he did it um, just as efficiently. Average 6.9 yards per attempt in his final season. Like, there's, you know, it, I, I think he answered some questions with the, the boom in his return. Uh, it, you know, fully rehabbed and, and fully healthy. Um, so that's like my one thing that I'm kind of bouncing back when, when people are questioning the health is that like, at least we've seen him return to previous form. Yeah. I, man, that USC tape was so much fun. I, I, I've got to say really that's was. probably the most fun <laughs> tape that I've seen of any running back this year. Uh, Travis, we think probably late third round, fourth round is where he ends up. Yeah, that's probably around the sweet spot. There's there are several. I mean, there's like 15 guys in this class that could be day two backs. So I think that he probably ends up on the wrong side of the three four turn. You know, pick and that's fine though. But but we've even seen running backs go in the fourth round. It's just not that big of a deal. I think once you get out of the fourth yeah. round is where it gets a little scary. But yeah, especially in I, this day and age with how teams prioritize the position. Exactly, exactly. So if he ends up in the top four rounds, I think all of us are going to be okay. Uh, let's. Take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about our favorite late-round sleepers at this running back class. All right, we are back with Travis May from Mojo Markets. Uh, Travis, the floor is yours. Who is your favorite kind of like day three running back sleeper in this class? Oh, man, my favorite <clears throat> my favorite day three sleeper. It depends on – because there's, there's so many guys that I don't think are – they're, in, they're like on the fringe, and if they do go day three, they'll be. All right, just fantastic. give us like who? Let's let, just say outside of the top seventy-five picks or so. Okay, well, I don't think I don't think Israel Abenakanda is going to go that early. There, there are a lot of 
there are a lot of people that think uh, he could rise up because of the speed, because of his age, because of his athleticism overall. Um, and if he does, that's fantastic. But uh, what he did this last year really impressed me. I, I was uh, in nerdy, you know, Debbie fantasy football circles. Some people were, you know, liking him even before the season. I was a little bit skeptical, but man, when he put up, I think what, 300 plus yards and six touchdowns against Virginia tech. And then mm-hmm. on the season, never had I mean he had like two games where he had less than 100 yards from scrimmage like it was just he dominated the entire season long and he was doing so at a, at a young age he's going to be 20 years old for most of his rookie season so if he gets capital um there there are questions with his game obviously he's not great against contact he's not uh perfect with his vision there are questions but um if he continues to grow uh there's the sky's the limit for him so he could really wow uh if if he hits just right that's a fantastic call. That I agree with. You. I think he's probably somebody who might be able to sneak in the third round, but probably more of a fourth round player. And if he gets into the fourth round, like that's just going to be incredible value for you in your dynasty leagues and your rookie leagues, and of course on Mojo. Uh, Kate, yeah. who's your favorite late round sleeper? Up to uh yeah the the never ending uh quest to not be muted when you're talking uh it, it's a challenge but <laughs> it's tough. um i, I want to talk about like and i'm gonna be brief here because this is a guy that we just covered at roshan johnson just so much upside there and like the i i've likened this situation to like what we saw last year with damian pierce like the the advanced metrics everything you saw in tape is something you'd want to see out of a running back on your dynasty team, mm-hmm. out of a running back uh, on your actual NFL team. But the, the issue is like the lack of reps and at least with, with Johnson, we have a solidified reason for why he did not get those reps. Um, I, I do think that just based on that, that lack of the full body of work, we might be able to get a steal here. And I mean, it, good for dynasty managers because he's got really fresh legs. I mean, Travis, you and I were talking about Roshan Johnson before the show. You know, I'm a big fan. What are your thoughts? You know, I, I liked him way back when he was a true freshman and he broke out and had like 600 plus rushing yards, even though he was a converted quarterback to running back. And you know, he was never going to play quarterback. He knew that coming nope. in, but uh, he just, he had the size. He was intriguing, but then he was immediately usurped by Bijan Robinson who came in the following year. And he had to sit and, and watch him take all the, the fun work. And, and that's a bummer for him. Um, mm-hmm. But I think there are just a lot of ways he is – well, obviously, he's not in the Bijan Robinson conversation for a reason. Uh, he's just not that kind of player. Like, he's a big-bodied no. guy who, who might find the end zone at the, the next level uh, quite a bit. But I like in this situation, too, like Joe Mixon and Samaje Ryan. Like, jo- Joe Mixon was in the conversation as a top-three running back in his class, uh, despite the character flaws, obvious character flaws coming in. Uh, but Samaji Piran, we, some people thought he should go earlier, but he dropped to round five. I think that's what we could see. We could see a top 40 pick, obviously, in Bijan, and we could see a round five running back in, 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 uh, in Roshan Johnson. And they're both sick in the league for a long time, but the upside is just lower for me when it comes to the athlete that is Roshan. The, the overall skill set just is lower for me with Roshan in general. So, yeah, similar situation. I think they both could find success just to varying, very different degrees. Right, and I think, obviously, Roshan's role is going to be different in the NFL. I don't think he's going to be your every-down running back. I think you're going to want him to be kind of the banger, right? And you're going to want to pair him with somebody with a little bit more speed. But 
why couldn't he have a Jordan Howard like career in the NFL, right? Where all of a sudden he's starting and he's getting 16 carries a game and he's your goal line back. He can also do a little bit you know, out of the backfield as a receiver. I, I just think once we get into day three, he's somebody who we know is talented, has the ideal size for a running back. Take a shot on yeah. him because I think he I mean, gets some every year. Either. We see somebody like that. I mean, like you mentioned Jordan Howard. Just last year we saw Tyler Algier do that with the Falcons sure. and be productive. We just saw – I mean, Damian Pierce was around earlier, but he was incredibly productive. There's going to be somebody like that. And so if you're going to bet on anyone that goes in that range, that has the body to take the hits and can be paired with uh, you know a shiftier, smaller back in the right situation – and uh, he, he's more productive than we thought he might be. Yeah, Roshan's certainly in that conversation. I just, I'm not, I'm not sure that even after he does something like that, he doesn't immediately then there get drafted over. Correct. Right. I, I've got one more running back that I want to ask you about, Travis, before we head out. It's Chase Brown from Illinois. I, I just love in my dynasty leagues drafting these guys that have, you know, I, you know, the absolute top end athleticism, four, four, three, 40 yard dash, 40 inch vertical, 127 inch broad jump. Uh, where are you at on Chase Brown? I was, I, I knew he was shifty enough. I knew he was bursty enough, but I, I think it's just something about the Illinois uniform. I just assume that all their players run athletic, you know, I just assume that, okay, he, he went to Illinois for a reason, you know, <laughs> so like maybe that's not fair. Uh, but when you look at his stats and, and how dominant he was, he was like the third most productive running back in the entire country last year. And we forget that. And they had no passing game to support him whatsoever. It's well, it's Illinois, you know, yeah. like it was better than usual, but, but man, like he just, the teams knew what was coming and he smashed them in the face and made them miss anyway. And so I, I definitely appreciate him now. I appreciated him as a, as a college player and on my college fantasy teams, but uh, moving forward to the NFL, like, man, it, it seems like given his athleticism, given the production, he's just still being slept on today. I mean, people mm-hmm. immediately after the combine, there were a bunch of people on Mojo that invested and hopped on that hype train and we've seen his price rise, but I think he could still climb if he actually gets the right spot. So he, he's really, he's really intriguing. Uh, but yeah, it's going to come down to the right fit uh, just as it always does with running back. And uh, I am concerned that he drops to today three, but if he does, that's great for, I guess, finding a sleeper and he could be that sure. player. That's the Damian Pierce this year. Kate, any other running backs you want to mention? No, but I do want to ask you, Travis, uh, any trap picks that you're avoiding? Who's, who's the biggest trap uh, that we're going to all fall for uh, maybe due to landing spot or just due to, you know, a shiny combine, what have you that, you're going to be looking to avoid at all costs. Man, like at any position? Any position. Oh, man. I mean, I think this is like not unique. I think a lot of people have said it, but um, like Will Levis, I think people people are kind of coming around on, on that idea that he might not be the perfect specimen that we thought. I mean, like the mock draft data is seeing him drop, but I think that an even bigger trap might be Anthony Richardson, <laughs> mm. unfortunately. Mm. Like I, I want to root for Anthony Richardson. I, I hope he kills it. And the odds on uh, favorite for the Titans pick right now, like as of this week is Richardson. So as a Titans fan, I'm like, okay, I need to warm up to the idea that this might happen. But uh, at the same time, like when you look at his passing profile, there are no success stories, uh, no precedent for anything to ever hit. That's done what he's done. Like he was bad enough that a uh, future undrafted free agent kept him off the field a year ago. And then this year they installed this new offensive with Napier 
And I get it. He's learning a new system, whatever. It's, it's his first full year as a starter. Um, and maybe he was better in the back half of the year as a passer. But he was incredibly inaccurate and inconsistent. Like the, the high, flashy plays, like the run against LSU, the, the pirouette against Utah, mm-hmm. like the, the, the deep over um, to, uh, to his, his tight end. I, I can't remember who they were playing. I think it was maybe like the Arkansas game. It was like there were beautiful plays in isolation. But the consistency is non-existent. And his scheme-adjusted pass efficiency percentile is 36%. That's, that's among all college passers. Like there hasn't even been a player that's gotten drafted, let alone be a first-round pick, with that poor of a passing profile ever, like <laughs> in the modern era of modern uh, uh, any analytical measure. Like it, it's, it's rough. And so I get the, that he's like the best athlete ever, but Cam Newton was a way better passer and uh, just as impressive an athlete. Lamar Jackson was a better passer. Jalen Hurst was a better passer. And this is not an opinion. This is like measured by literally every data point in existence. So I, I'm going to be excited if um, the Titans get a mobile quarterback that's fun. <laughs> and I'm going to probably draft him in some leagues. But uh, he's absolutely a trap. So just well, a scary it's, warning. It's a scary trap that I think a lot of people are going to fall for. Because as of uh, the end of March, Anthony Richardson was QB1 in uh, Dynasty League football startup ADP uh, for your rookie drafts. QB1 oh, in this class for fantasy. Whew. And I get it. Lots of upside there, but Travis, yeah. as you mentioned, a lot to be concerned about as well. Yes. Uh, I can't wait. The NFL draft just three weeks away. Can't come soon enough. That is it for today's show. Thank you for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Lockdown NFL Scouting Show with the Draft Dudes. From free agency to the draft, salary cap management, and more, join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise Every Monday through Friday, find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank Travis for uh, jumping on the show, talking some dynasty running backs today. Travis, uh, we loved having you on. We would love to have you back. Yeah, glad to be here. Thanks for having me on and just talking NFL prospects. Like That's that's my go-to, but I'm glad to talk about, about fantasy football, DFS, whatever. I don't even yes. care. So uh, anytime, but appreciate you both. Go follow Travis on Twitter at FF underscore Travis M. You can go follow Kate on Twitter at Kate Majuk. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time.